another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. I'm Luke Walsh. I am joined by Eric Reesberg. We are your hosts for tonight's episode. Eric, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Um, recording on a Wednesday, which is kind of a weird thing for us. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done a Wednesday night recording for a minute. We did back in the day. Yeah, Wednesday used to kind of be our normal, right? actually, because waivers would have been processed, but it wouldn't have been during the game, but yep. life, you know, right. yeah. happens. But I have a... Um, a wine and spirits education event from work tomorrow. Oh. So I'll get to drink wine and spirits. And then they're putting us on a limo bus to go like look at Christmas lights. So, so, happy that's, hours, so that's why I'm unavailable tomorrow. But your, your happy hours are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're also getting paid for them, right? N- well, no, I'm this, salary. Not this one? I'm salary, okay. so it doesn't really matter. Gotcha. Okay, um, cool. And this is at night. Um, so we can see the lights and stuff. Sweet. Yeah. But right. But yeah, I had one a few weeks ago that was in the top story of the Fauché Tower, which was also mm. cool. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah. So yeah. Fuck. So that's why I can't record tomorrow. But um, I'm excited to do this now. It's kind of fun to do it before the game, so we can get a true right. projection on our featured matchups. Yeah. Right. It is nice, and uh, the, the the downside to it is just we have less injury information, so we're going to be making a lot more guesses as to who's going to be going and not. Yeah, that's true. Um but how are you doing, Luke? I'm doing I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing pretty good. It's we're in the calm in terms of weather. We're in the calm before like the storm. Yeah, right? literally tonight. It's literally to tonight storm. it's supposed to start, yeah. And then it's going to be like temperature-wise be still okay and then I think it's like the end of next week is like I cold. was looking cold it's cold like, cold. The high is like zero one of the days. Yeah, it's going like, to be really cold over cool. Christmas. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Um but Oh yeah. well, you're you're bailing out of here anyways, so it doesn't matter. I am. I'll be. I will be driving down to Iowa the day that it's like zero degrees. So I'll be in right. a car. Yeah, uh, yeah, which will be better. Yeah, but still. Yeah, you're getting away from the cold at least while you can. So. Well, yeah, but I haven't looked at the what the forecast is like in Iowa when I'm down there. It won't and be as cold. It might be, be windy, but right. it won't be cold. Yeah, as Shouldn't, cold temperature wise. Probably not. It does still get damn cold in Iowa. Yeah, it's true. It does get cold in Iowa. I do remember. Um, yeah, you were there. I haven't been there for a long time. I mean, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. I would say that's better. <laughs> to not to not have been in Iowa for the last <laughs> X time, whatever I, there's it is. Only, yeah. I, you know, I grew up there. I know what it's like. It's, it's fine. It's good. There's more exciting stuff happening elsewhere. That's true, but it's got good memories. It does, for sure. Yeah. And it's always nice to go down and see family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't have any family there, but I'm sure that's very nice for you. It is very nice for me, yes. But, yeah, that's that's happening at the end of next week for holiday season. Yeah, that's still another week away. We'll have at least right. one more episode before that. We will. So we can continue to hash I'll, out I will talk about our this Christmas, again. <laughs> yeah, our Christmas plans maybe next week. We can talk about that. Yeah, we could. No, but otherwise, like, uh, otherwise, you know, hopping around. Saw Lame is. Mm, uh, yeah, that's right. On Friday night this past week, and? incredible performance, incredible. I've seen it a couple times um, before this. One was like a small theater production, hmm. local in Des Moines, and then another was was a touring company that I also saw in Des Moines. Um, but this one was like the best live performance I think I've witnessed 
of that show. Of uh, that show. Okay, so how does it compare to... Because I know you saw Wicked recently and a couple oh, yeah. other shows recently as well. Yep. Uh, I would... I mean, I... It's tough mm. to rank all of the different musicals because, like, they're so varied while also all still being musicals, you know? Fair, yeah. Um, Performance-wise... I would probably put this one above Wicked in terms of what I've seen. Really? Lately. Yes. They're all great. Phenomenal. Hmm. Um, Hades Town, which I saw earlier this year in like February, March, I would probably put above both of them. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Hades Town was fantastic. I love that. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah loves that one, too. Mm. Um, and I know there's potential that we're going to go see Hamilton when it comes, but I looked at the price, and I was a little not as interested. Prices for Hamilton have been insane ever since the second week that it was on Broadway. Yeah, I think the, the cheapest I saw was probably 200 bucks, and that's probably like way up in the corner where you can't really see anything. Most likely it is, yeah. So <sighs> Disney Plus has Hamilton as well. So It does. And the, I mean, that recording of it does a very good job. I will say if you have the opportunity to see it live in person. It's a different animal. It's a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that's fair. The benefit of the Disney Plus one is it's all of the original Broadway cast. Right. And they all are fantastic. So it sounds like the Spotify version that I know already. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I recommend seeing that in person as well. Maybe when I'm rich. Not yet. If you want to not spend money on Broadway tickets, uh, Bullet Train on Netflix, I watched this weekend, and that is a fun movie. Is it good? It's really good, yeah. Oh, man. That was, yeah. I've been seeing it bounce around, and I I can't decide if it's like being, like, I can't decide if the praise that I'm seeing has been ironic praise, like, this movie's the best, or like, if it's actually like, no, this movie rocks. It's a super fun movie. Don't go in expecting, like, the best movie you've ever seen. It's a fun movie that's just an action flick that's funny and gr- a great time i was just there's some of the funniest shit i've ever seen in, in a movie yeah in it huh interesting it's great it's fun but not good necessarily i like that yeah right. i feel like i feel that way about john wick but not from a funny standpoint mm. i just think that movie's fun there's, yeah it's not really that good well john wick what are you talking about john wick is one of the best action <laughs> movies man because they actually pay attention very, to the action. It's very fun on an action standpoint, but the story and all the other character, whatever you want to like put into movies, eh. Okay. It lacks, but right. the action does not lack. No, the action is top tier in John I believe Wick. they're making another one, actually. Yes, they are. Which yeah. is cool. So John Wick 4, and then I think there's like a spinoff movie happening as well within the John Wick universe. I love how we're getting a John Wick cin- cinematic universe. I mean, everything's got to have a cinematic universe now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. Do you also hear there's a new National Treasure coming? I, <laughs> I did hear that. I saw it. It's like, I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a series on Disney+. Plus. I'm fine either way. But, like, the commercial that I saw for it has no showing Nicolas Cage at all. And I was like, you can't do National Treasure without fucking Nick Cage. That's true. You can't. You got to have him in there at some point. He's going to be the surprise old man that shows up, and he's going to try to stop them from stealing the Declaration of Independence again. He's, he's like, I've done this already. I've right? seen you this can't do it before. We took all the shit that was in there, so this is pointless. <laughs> Map is gone. I erased it with lemon juice. <laughs> You erase it with the thing that you need to see yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You just douse the whole declaration in lemon yeah, juice. Yeah, dude. Obviously. It. Duh. Um, speaking of lemon juice, that's something you can drink. 
Luke, what are you drinking tonight? Not lemon juice. That's, that's for sure. good. Yeah. Can you imagine? I just have a big ass glass. That'd of be lemon disgusting. Oh, that'd be so gross. Not lemonade. Lemon juice. <laughs> uh, no, I'm drinking a Guinness. Uh, just straight up Guinness. Uh, 4.2% ABV, 45 IBUs. What's interesting, I was convinced. Like, I was like, the bottle doesn't have the actual stats on it, so I was like, all right, I'll just look it up in the show doc because... Um, We've kept every single right. episode note. We have every single episode on here, and so it's just like, cool, I'll just look it up and then copy-paste the ABV and the IBU. This apparently is the first time we've had Guinness on this show. Which is crazy. Which is wild. Outside yeah. of Josh had, like, the Guinness Blonde when he was on earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, I like, couldn't believe it yeah. and I still kind of can't. Yeah. Honestly. It's still kind of crazy that Guinness has never showed up. Maybe we just didn't document as well as we do. Maybe. Now. I mean, it's possible. We did go back and look at some of those older <laughs> notes that we had. We have evolved greatly. Uh, quite rapidly. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, Guinness is great. Always. It's, it's awesome. It's so good. I do think that I got these when I was down home for Thanksgiving uh, I think my dad just pawned off old uh, bottles on me because mm. this is not as good as a Guinness should be, but no, it's still fine. It's it's definitely it's like noticeably an old bottle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. So I mean, Love it still that. tastes fine, but sure. Yeah, it could be. It's it's good. What do you got, Eric? Um, I have a daiquiri um, from On the Rock, so a uh, ready-to-drink cocktail, um, and it is very good. Um, better than I thought it would be. I always get afraid with ready-to-drink, so they're going to be like too sweet okay. um, and not quite what you're looking for in the drink. I've had that happen with Old Fashions, Manhattans, and all those mm-hmm. before, but this is really good. It's nice and tart, um, but it is 20% ABV, so... Um, I might hang out here a while before yeah, heading home after we finish recording. You're having a good time. Well, I mean, it, that's totally fine. I have Mario Kart, so we can jam yeah, out to that. That's true. While you while you're sobering up, new maps. If you didn't know, which oh. I don't know how you wouldn't know if you had Mario Kart already. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't played them, they're good. Play them. They're so fun. I love both the tour ones, especially. Yeah. The, right. Like Berlin and the London. Lon- is it London? Yeah, it's London London Loop and then the Berlin Byways. Yeah, the Berlin Loop one is awesome. Yeah. It's really complicated. I get lost yes. every time. Same. But it's great. It's so fun. Mario Kart Mar- is the best. Mario Kart's a blast. Yeah, for sure. But Mario Kart, do that in free time. Yeah. It's so fun. But we're going to talk about the NFL, which we also... We also consume we also plenty of that in our free time. A lot of that in our free time. Yeah. And other times as well. Yep. <laughs> Even when we don't have free time, we consume NFL. Right, exactly. We just make it work. Yep. Uh, yeah, but let's get into some of the NFL action that happened during this past week and before week 15. We are officially in playoffs, uh, so that's Most exciting. Most leagues are in playoffs now. I'd be shocked I if I would your say other all leagues, leagues aren't. All yeah. leagues should be in playoffs now because, Unless I mean... you do, like, a two-week or you do, like, the weird 16, 17, 18 situation. Right, yeah, which is... It's interesting because like the default setup now for leagues um i don't think it was changed from like week 14 is like the week to start playoffs right you know because a couple of my leagues started last week right uh which is a bummer because a huge bummer yeah right um so yeah i think we're getting more into the territory instead of like oh make sure you're not having your playoffs you know go into the last week of the season it's got to be, oh, make sure you're not starting your playoffs too early. Right, because buys will be in the way. But speaking of buys, there are none. They're yeah, over. We're done. we're done with them. We're past the buys. Thank officially. God. Um, yeah, so no more bye weeks. 
this is when competition gets fierce in the NFL. Yep. Definitely. We're wrapping up all the real life playoff races. Yeah. Tying those. Yep. Uh, but news that happened over the league this past week, we got a few things to touch on. First up, something that I don't think either of us thought we would be saying a week ago today. Baker Mayfield is going to be starting for the Rams moving forward. He led an insane 98-yard touchdown drive to win against the Raiders last Thursday night. Incredible. Was making some of the best passes I've seen him make. Yeah, I mean, that drive, fantastic. But, like, the rest of the game? No, not really. Not not really that good. And I think people are going to forget that he wasn't very effective until that last drive. I I understand that he was there for two days. I I get that. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to see what happens here in the next couple weeks. But, like... I don't want to give him too much praise necessarily. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes out uh, this coming Sunday, I believe is when they play. Yeah, um, I, d- I don't want to people, I don't want, I don't think that people saying that he's like the savior of the Rams are even close to the right. Um, oh, also, there. no, they play on Monday night. It's Rams Packers on Monday night. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, yep. But, yeah, Baker Mayfield to be the starter. This is mostly due to Stafford being out. I would imagine that Stafford would start again next year if he's yeah. still deciding to play. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting older. So. He is. He's getting up there. I mean, and the injury is a spinal cord contusion, and I don't know what that's going to do. Right. His his health was already not great. Right. I would say if healthy, Stafford should be the person. But yeah. for now, it's going to be Baker. Um, so we'll see what happens. They're not making the playoffs anyways. So have a good run and then go vacation or live wherever you live. Yeah. Back in the Browns stadium, I suppose. Exactly. Do you think they do progressive commercials like they bring him back? I haven't seen like any Baker commercials this year. No, because like he left, he wasn't in Cleveland anymore and that's where progressive is, is like, right. based. I also um, think it's funny. And this happens with like state farm too. If the Packers are playing bad, they don't show the Rogers state farm. That's true. I have not seen a Rogers state farm commercial in a bit. Or like if the game that they're showing is a chief's game, like, even when the Packers are good, they'll only show the Mahomes ones. I they won't seen... show the Rodgers ones. But if it's a Packers game, they'll only show the Rodgers ones, which, which I think is really interesting. I mean, that makes sense. You know, you want to cater to whoever's watching whatever game, you know, cater to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be totally fine if they only played that Andy Reid State Farm commercial for yeah. the rest of time. That one is fantastic. I really do love it. Just, like, chucks the marker across yep. the plane. Ooh. I'm going to get right on that. Um, but it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely drawing those mustaches. Um, oh, for Next sure. up here, we've got Dallas Goddard. He is designated to return from IR. Um, his That means his practice window's open. Um, it sounded going into the week that he was going to be, like, a for sure go, and now it's a little, like, it's a little iffy. A little more up in the air. Yeah. So uh, just keep an eye on that. But he's great. Uh, there's really only one tight end I would want above him win healthy and that's kelsey right yeah i mean yeah if if goddard goes this weekend you slot him in because he's immediately a top five tight end like yeah i don't yeah that's it it's that's pretty much it yeah Yeah. there's no tight end i mean he's a great tight end and you start him because the tight end landscape is shit i think maybe worse this year than i've ever seen it the um the spread between Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, who's the number two tight end, is like 90-some points. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the same. That spread is the same from tight end two to tight end 32. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. There's no, there's not good tight ends. No, just Kelsey. Yeah. So if Goddard goes, he definitely goes yeah. um, in your lineups. And then keep in mind, there are three games this week on Saturday. Um, for whatever reason, the NFL decided to schedule some games on Saturday. 
I don't mind. Probably yeah. because they don't want to compete with the World Cup, although that's going to be in the morning before games start, so I'm not sure uh, why that's a big yeah, deal. Well, it's in the World Cup has a game. It's like the third place game is on Saturday. True. And then the championship game is on Sunday at, at 9 a.m. Like, yeah, like yeah. early. So like before the NFL anyway. No, this is, I think they're now doing Saturday games. This is like when they start them up now um, because college football regular season is done. Mm, that's so now true. it's just bowl games. And so bowl games just kind of like happen whenever mm-hmm. they happen. Um, and so the NFL is like, well, we're just going to lock up those Saturday slots. Yeah, Saturdays are now available again right. for the NFL. So that's why they're taking it. Yep. It makes sense. We got Vikings, Colts early um, I think the Bills are the late game. I don't yeah. remember what the middle game it's, is. Yeah, so it's it's Vikings Colts is the first game on Saturday. Then the middle game is Baltimore and Cleveland, uh, and Gross. then the night game is Miami Buffalo. That should be okay. So yeah, you're gonna watch the Vikings Colts game because Vikings, right? Um, and they might they might clinch the division this game. Golly, who knows? <laughs> I just hope we're like the worst team ever to win a Super Bowl. Like statistically, I, yeah, it's possible. I'll take it. Yeah, look, I'll take it, a Super Bowl as the ta- worst right. team ever. You take you take the trophy. You take the yeah, yeah, for totally. sure. Uh, but yeah, that night game, Miami Buffalo is going to be a great one. Should be good. Yep, yep. in Buffalo. So. Yep, which I think it's going to be cold as fuck. Probably because yep. it's Buffalo. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's the news. Um, and so now we're going to touch on some injuries that happened this past week. There's more than we would have liked to have happened. I yeah. think half of these happened on Monday night. In yeah, the it was in it was not good. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, first up, quarterbacks. The big one, Kyler Murray, tore his ACL Monday night against the Patriots on the third play of the game. He is done for the season. We'll see when he's able to come back. Probably this, into next season. I, I mean, into next season. Yeah, I would think so because this. I mean, it's the end of this season, so I'd be shocked if they rush him back. Yeah, and who knows what their coaching situation is going to be, anyways. Uh, um, yeah, dumpster. Arizona is a dumpster. It's bad. It's the hard knocks um, curse. Yeah, but it's also like, how do you have all of the talent that you have on that team and still be garbage? Well, on the offensive skill position standpoint, right. yeah. Everywhere else, I would say the talent is not there. Yeah, I mean they have they have some defense, like in terms of like middle linebacker. Um, but yeah. they're like okay-ish at other positions, but they can I, get beat. They got hard. coaching problems too. They do. Yeah, I, I think Cliff is not the guy it doesn't seem to be but i mean they signed him for more years so classic yep yep hubris next up big cock brock mr purdy has an oblique injury he's questionable uh they play thursday night i think i think he'll play he's going he's going yeah dude's tough as hell yep i'm not worried about purdy at all uh next guys kenny pickett tyler huntley russell wilson all in the concussion protocol i believe tyler huntley practiced in full so he should be good Kenny Pickett and Russell Wilson, I do not know. Russell Wilson's looked scary. It was bad. Yeah, and he was finally, like, cooking, yeah. too. Yeah, he actually, is... like, had a respectable week, and then he got lit up, and it was not a, a great sight to see. Yeah, they might just turn him down for the rest of the season. Just... I mean, why why risk it? Denver's going nowhere anyway, yeah. so why? Uh, yeah. yeah. In Pittsburgh, it would be Mitch Trubisky if Kenny Pickett doesn't go, and in Denver, it would be Brett Rippin. Awesome. Yeah. Love right. that. So pay attention to those guys and their status heading up to Sunday. Uh, finally, Mike White suffered a rib injury. He's expected to play. He got folded in half and is still somehow going to play. Yeah. Those hits were unbelievably they were hard. R- rough. Like 
hard. He, well, the thing is, he's like just standing in the pocket. He's like got that energy where he's just like, I'm going to take this hit and I'm still going to try and deliver this throw. And yeah. he got crushed. Oh, they went at him and he took it. Yeah. He came out of the game a couple times. I'm bi- I'm big on Mike White. He's awesome. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like the best statistical quarterback, but no. like he's got the energy. He's got like he's literally doing exactly what they wanted Zach Wilson to do. Yes. From an attitude standpoint. Yeah. Could you imagine if Zach Wilson actually had this attitude? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He would still be playing. Right. For sure. Uh-huh. And like actually be attractive to other teams in case the Jets don't want to keep him, which I doubt they want to keep they him. They do right not. Now. Yeah. But no other team is going to want to take him. Yeah. I would say his career is done, but this isn't the Zach Wilson show. Yep. Um, next up here, we have some running backs. We got Ramondre Stevenson. He has an ankle sprain. He's questionable. Um, Damian Harris was seen at practice on Wednesday in a limited capacity. Otherwise, you're looking at Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Yeah, Kevin. Um, not related to Damian, I nope. don't believe. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on it. It, it seems like Mondre is not going to go. If I was going to guess, um, and they're going to stick with Damian Harris and a committee behind him. Yeah, probably. and Pierre Strong would be probably the best play. Um, as, just as a pass catcher. Yeah, yep. He's got that skill set, and Kevin Harris really doesn't. So, yeah. And that's what Bill likes. He does. Next up here, we have Damian Pierce. He is an ankle sprain. He is doubtful, and frankly, they should not run him out there. He's their rookie stud. He... They have won one game. Like, just let him rest. Yeah, it, it, I would say shut him down for the season. But yeah, I think I think he's already been ruled out. Technically, I mean yeah. it's doubtful, but I think they were like he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. So next up here we have Jeff Wilson. Um, he has a hip injury. He is day to day. The obvious start if he go- does not go is Raheem Mostert. <sighs> um, Mostert was really good before Wilson left, and or Wilson got there, and then Wilson got there, and Mostert became nothing, yep. and it was sad. Um, for anyone that owns Raheem Mostert. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye on this one. Yeah, They're probably going to do committee if he does go, though, because they're they're not going to give him full work right, yeah, off of a hip injury. They'll want to limit that for sure, and, I mean, they're going up against Buffalo, so it's going to be a tough game. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, Mike Boone, high ankle sprain. He's done. Um, he cannot stay healthy this year. Nope. Um and frankly, he shouldn't try because Denver's no. done. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't even know who. Uh, it's still Latavius Murray, right? No, probably. Yeah. But no one is worth starting in that backfield. No. I mean, the the pieces you're starting in Denver's offense right now. Sutton did not play this past week. I doubt he goes again. It's not looking good for him. Jerry Judy is on fire. Greg. He's been a really sneaky good player. Yeah. Like, people are not talking about Jerry Judy, and he's been really good. Well, they're not talking about him because Denver's offense has been so shit. But, like, he had three touchdowns this past week. He popped off. Um, and he had pretty consistent production before that, even. Yeah, even before this last week, he's, yeah. like, kind of been, like, quietly really good when he's played. So, yep. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be Judy, and it would be Dulcich is, are the Denver pieces that you play. Yeah, I would I would be more into Delsich if Wilson does not go. Uh, I would be too. Yeah, I can't think of if there would be anyone else. Kendall Hinton. No, uh, I don't think I don't think so. He I had eighty six percent of the snaps last week. You, six targets, which is which is fine. Five catches, only thirty eight yards. Not great. Judy is going to get a monster amount of work if Sutton doesn't go again. Yeah, I just this offense is not good enough. No, it's not. Uh, next up, we have Dontrell Hilliard. He's already ruled out week 15 with a neck injury. He's the backup to Derrick Henry. 
Um, so I there's, don't know. Continue to stash him, I guess. Um, there's a strong is, chance that he misses um, more time than just week 15. Yeah, probably. But it's nice to have high-end handcuffs, um, especially when you're in the fantasy playoffs. Something could happen to the starter, and then you all automatically have a starter. So yeah. um, do what you will with that information. And last up here we have Josh Jacobs. He has a pinky injury. It doesn't matter. He's going to go. The dude just grinds. He He's running so angry this year. Yep. It doesn't matter if his leg like literally falls off. He's going to keep going. Yeah. He, he rolled up on the pinky. It looked bad. Uh, and then went into the locker room. They taped it to his ring finger, came back, and like on the first play, they gave him the ball, and he used that same hand to stiff arm a guy. Yeah, he's he's just mad. I yep. think he's he's great. He's he's doing awesome this year. Josh Jacobs is a stud, absolute monster. Wide receivers. First up, Debo Samuel suffered an MCL sprain and a high ankle sprain. He's out at least three weeks. Um, they're hoping he's back in time for the regular season, which is great because the playoffs. Yeah, I mean yeah. regular like real life playoffs. He'll be back for those for sure. Yeah. Um, He's out for fantasy playoffs. For sure. Yeah, yep. that's not happening. Uh, it, this injury, in terms of what it could have been, this is the best scenario because when he went down, it looked like an ACL tear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So fire up your Ayukes. He's going to be the target. This is going to be – this and McCaffrey. This is offense benefit. is Ayuk, McCaffrey, and then a little bit of sprinkling to Kittle and – Jawan Jennings. Maybe. Jennings, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jawan Jennings could be worth adding here. Could be, yeah. Uh, Corey Davis uh, suffered a concussion. He's considered week to week. I don't know if he's gotten any practice in during this past week, um, but he was marginally startable the past few weeks. Yeah, flex, flex worthy at best. Yeah, you can you can take a peek at Elijah Moore. I think um, he got he got decent involvement. Yeah, this past his week. snap numbers are going up: thirty five, sixty eight, eighty two percent over yep. the last three weeks, um, and targets up to ten targets last week. So there you go. That's nice. Um, Elijah Moore is kind of working his way towards being useful again, which is funny because he was so out of touch with the Jets earlier this season, and now he's doing stuff man mike white i tell you mike white is a magician yeah he does everything yep dj moore suffered an ankle injury he practiced in full this past wednesday keep an eye on it just in case his practice his practice projection trends in the downward direction but right now looking okay for dj moore tyreek hill also dealing with an ankle injury he played throughout the game but he definitely did not look as quick as he could or as he usually does um and missed tua and him missed each other quite a bit just after that ankle injury happened. So continue to monitor that Tyreek Hill situation. Full participant today. He's probably going to go, though. Cool. Perfect. you love to see that. Uh, T. Higgins, dealing with a hamstring strain. He is questionable. He really did not play this past week. He played one snap. (laughs) It was the stupidest thing. Yeah. If you had him anywhere, you were beyond frustrated with yeah, that. But because he like it like popped up again in pregame wor- warmups, I think. But uh, they were like, he's playing, and then he played one snap, and then they sat him. So cool, awesome. Tyler Boyd uh, dealing with a dislocated finger. He is questionable. I believe he was also limited in practice today. Um, this one's a little bit more concerning. So just because receiver dislocated finger, you don't like that. You need your hands. You do to catch that ball. Yep. So uh, pay attention to that. If Boyd doesn't go, I mean, and Higgins does go, then it's just the Chase and Higgins show. If Boyd and Higgins both don't go, then it's Chase and um, Trenton Irwin, yeah. who we can touch on a little later. Yes, we can. So, yeah, watch that. 
Uh, only tight end we got on the list, Daniel Bellinger, dealing with a rib injury. He's considered week-to-week. You weren't starting any Giants tight ends anyways. No. I mean, Bellinger was was working his way up into that conversation before his eye injury, and then he was working back from that, and now he's hurt again. So, Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's rough to be a Giant. It is. It's very hard to be a Giant. Um, Man, they started out so strong, too. Yeah, I think they still might make it. They're still definitely in the playoff picture, but like I think what the past five weeks they're like one and four, yeah. not great. Yeah, they they've definitely struggled um, in the last stretch here. Um, but someone who hasn't struggled is Prestige Worldwide. We are on our weekly recap here. Um, Prestige Worldwide putting up the big one seventy one point four eight this week um, and destroying Bitch Cup, stomping um, one seventy one point four eight to ninety point three seven. That's an eighty one point spread. We are getting. We've been in the range the last couple weeks. It was looking like Blake was going to be able to do it, but Sean once again. <laughs> Just just did just enough. Just enough to stay out of that conversation um, and keep it in Josh's court. Um, next up here, we have Brees' Pieces, 102.41 to the low score of the week, 63.48 of Trade Montgomery. Um, solid win there for Brees'. Um, that that is his fifth in a row, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up here we have the Daft Punk tribute band beating up on Chub Thumping one thirty seven point seven one to one oh seven point five one. Um, congratulations, you guys will see each other soon. Yes, we will. Uh, next up here we have Copper Cup beating Team Rennie in our closest matchup of the week one twenty eight point two one to one twenty four point nine five. That's a three point three point spread. Toasty there. It went down to the wire. D Hop just barely given bread enough. <laughs> yeah, Rennie Rennie has been solid in a lot of his games. Just hasn't been able to pick up some wins. So, yep. um, hopefully, hopefully we'll see that turn around next season. And in our featured matchup, too many cooks putting up a ninety-eight point two four to defeat Devante's Inferno sixty-eight point four one. That is a thirty-point victory. It's a thirty-point victory for like the lowest scores I've seen for a thirty-point. Oh victory. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But this, you know what? I'm going to take it. Oh, you definitely should take it, and congratulations. It was a well-earned win, um, but you got to look at this matchup and break it down. Eric, what what went right for you? Because uh, Not a ton. Yeah. Daniel Jones <laughs> a little above projection. A.J. Brown at projection. Um, and Dicker, the kicker, beating out McPherson, and the Chiefs' defense beating out the Eagles' defense, yep. like who said. Well, I mean, we all said the Chiefs' defense would beat the Eagles' I don't, defense. I don't think so. I, I think went back you were listened. both on the Eagles' side. Oh, you did no. listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was feeling very high on my horse there. You, um, were, you were correct on Dicker, We and we picked McPherson. Like, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that Chiefs' defense, they have a juicy playoff matchup as well. Playoff matchups as well. Their schedule is great. Yeah, they do. They got Houston, um, Seattle, and Denver again. <laughs> yep. I picked them up in a league like two weeks ago, planning to hold on to them until the playoff stretch. Yeah. Um, because they're going to be great. Yeah, and, you're, and you are effectively in this league keeping them away from all of the actual playoff teams. But that's so good job. R- but thank you. But that's really all... Um, that went right for me. Pretty yeah. much everyone else was below projection. And then when you look at what went right for Jackson, uh, it's not. A it's whole the lot. Philly defense. And Damian Pierce and was a little. Above Damian projection. Pierce a little bit. Yeah. Um, Jackson was on the bad side of some injury uh, with Kyler Murray. Yep, bad injury luck here. Bad injury luck here. Only Kyler Murray, like with the three plays we we talked about earlier. But then you look at the rest of Jackson's team. No other players. Above hit nine points for him every single one was below nine points yeah i i definitely feel like i got away with one here i i think you did 
Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, um, I, I here's we need to talk about this because this is frustrating. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I, I am what hating. the fuck is going on in Detroit? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is in Detroit. DeAndre Swift only getting um, 36% of the snaps in this last week. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing is Detroit is cooking. Like, right. they are playing super well. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a wonder of, like, do they even need a stud running back? The way that they play, they are just air raid constantly i mean yeah but it's it's not deep throws unless they're there it's all check down stuff yeah to their athletes um so i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on jamal williams wasn't that much more effective only 37 percent of the team snaps so there's a lot of no running back and really jamal williams damage this year has come from goal line Mm -hmm. rushing touchdowns totally he has what he has like the most rushing touchdowns in the nfl and like all but one of them are three yards or less right he's just pounding it in um but yeah it's it's a weird thing in detroit they're doing really well but they aren't using yeah one of the better running back talents in the league um gotta be frustrating as a deandre swift owner yeah for sure would have to be um, and then you look at the rest of the Jackson's team here. Christian Kirk with only seven, Devontae Adams only eight point six, uh, and Jalen Waddle with a with a weak four point one. Um, Miami really struggled against this Chargers defense this past week. Yeah, I think Waddle is still a little bit hobbled after his injury a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. not running fully um, efficiently. Um, and Tyreek being injured in that game does not help either. Doesn't help pull some of the attention away from Waddle. So yep, um, we'll see. I think there's still. I mean, huge upside for both of those guys moving forward, but just a down week generally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, in terms of missed opportunities uh, for Jackson's side, I mean, you started the guys that everyone would have started. Like, no one's questioning that. Yeah, for but sure. Adam Thielen on the bench was 16, Van Jefferson with 11.4, and then uh, George Pickens with 9.3. Um, Patriots defense putting up 21. <laughs> right, 21. But, uh, wow. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Uh, in terms of where you could have improved as well, Eric, you got Jarek McKinnon with 20, almost 30 points. Yeah, not sure what the heck is going on there. I, I have a really hard time with that Chiefs backfield. Yeah. I mean, Pacheco's getting all the running work, and then all of a sudden McKinnon gets like 112 yards in the air. Uh, yeah, I mean, McKinnon's... One off of a bullshit 60-yarder. Yes. McKinnon <laughs> is uh, the pass-catching guy, for sure, um, yeah. out of that backfield. They just like don't trust Pacheco to to do that. Yeah, he's been great the last few weeks. Yep, he has. Uh, and then Bam Knight. Yeah, he yeah. is like, I, I didn't start him this week specifically because Michael Carter was back. Yep. And I thought he would lose his role, but he didn't. And no. it's now been said by Robert Sala that he won't. So he's probably going to hit my lineup this week. I, I mean, think. yeah, that's that's good for sure. Uh, in terms of what that does for... The podcast records, Eric, you improved to seven and four. That's good. Congratulations. Uh, I dropped to eight and two. Blake drops to two and two. And then Josh still one and oh, Brett still 0 and one. Overall scoring this week, down about 6% from the week average. Um, and you can see that in some of the scores. Yeah. Um, average score this week is 109.28 and is typically 116. Yep. So down a little bit, but. It is what it is. It is, for sure. Moving in the waiver action, we've got me picking up Pierre Strong for $13. Jackson tried to get him for 12 and Blake tried to get him for 6 I don't know. Seemed like a reasonable pickup considering Ramondre was hurt and Damian yep. Harris was hurt going into the game last week. So, I don't know. Some potential upside there. He's a rookie. Why not? 
yeah. take a shot. Yeah, I mean, we talked we talked about it uh, with Pierre. Um, he got all of the second half work uh, in that game, and he's uh, the pass pass catcher. Yeah, pass catching guy. Yep, uh, he ripped off a good forty four yard run and then got a touchdown as well in that. Only five carries though. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, not great usage, but nope. it's it's a it's a dart throw. For yeah, sure. for sure. Next up here, we have Sexy Rexy getting picked up. Rex Burkhead, $10 by Jackson. Um, this is purely due to Damian Pierce going down. Yes. Um, he'll get probably all of the running back work without Damian Pierce. In. You would think they do have Daria Gunbawale as well. I doubt I doubt that he, he does anything. Yeah, I don't but think so. He's on the roster, so you got to watch it. Yeah, I mean, even looking at the beginning of the season this year, um, Rex had the like lion's share um, of the running work before Damian Pierce decided, you know, Hey, I'm around. So week one, he did 71% of the snaps with 14 carries. So um, you like the potential work that Rex is going to get here. Yes, you do for sure. Um, Next up, we have Trenton Irwin wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Dude, first of all, needs a haircut. I mean, Um, what what is that? (laughs) Um, but second of all, um, he ended up playing 84% of the team snaps this week and got a scored on a flea flicker. Yep. Um, only two targets, but if there's no T, if there's no Tyler Boyd, there's an opening for a pass catcher in this explosive offense. So, there is. And Hayden Hurst is still doubtful. It's unlikely that he plays again. Uh, and we know when Hurst hasn't gone, they don't use the tight end position, uh, for targets. So it'll be Chase, it'll be Irwin and then Mixon and P Ryan. Yeah, there's definitely some potential upside here for Irwin if Higgins and Boyd are both out. So um, something to keep an eye on and definitely worth seven waiver dollars. Um, And then Isaiah Hodgins, I wanted to touch on him a little bit as well. Um, Wide receiver for the New York Giants. He has touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. Um, He has been involved um, in this, um, I don't know what to call this uh, wide receiver core. Uh, Um, It's like one of those like teddy bears that has like a patchwork bear. It's it's a it's a you know what I mean where right. they have like all the different cloths yeah, on them yep. and like the t- multiple button uh-huh. types yeah, yeah that is it I mean that is kind of what this wide receiver core is uh, you go into the season and you've got none of these guys starting <laughs> literally none of these guys <laughs> that are starting now are starting um, and Hodgins has shown something yeah. um eighty percent of the snaps two weeks ago eighty nine percent last week um, six targets in each and a touchdown in each so there's something here. I don't know what it is necessarily. This is his third year in the season, so it's definitely worth two waiver dollars. Yeah, why uh, not? To see what it's going to be, but yep, not startable really. No, I mean, and in, in, it was picked up. He was picked up by Blake. And you might did, as well, right? right? He could be one of the starting wide receivers for New York next year. He could be. Yeah, we don't know, just because we don't know. <laughs> yeah. So definitely worth two waiver dollars here, but I wanted to touch on him because the New York Giants wide receiver core is an ever-revolving door. It really is. I mean, you'd think, like, just you go back a couple years, they they get Kenny Galladay, who's coming out of Detroit, like, totally on fire. Yep. Uh, they have Sterling Shepard, who I know you hate, but <laughs> yeah. he's He's been... shown some things, right. I'll admit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then coming into this season, they draft Wandale Robinson. They had Tony from last year. They had, yeah, they had Kadarius Tony, and now Wandale's hurt. Tony's is with the Chiefs. Sterling Shepard is hurt again. Yep. And Kenny Galladay is in I, the doghouse for some reason. No, it's not for some reason. He doesn't have the attitude, and he like hasn't tried ever since he got the money. Yeah. He got paid, and then he was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah. It's just a whole different field from just a year ago than what you were thinking. 
Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. This could be a guy. Who could knows? Be. Yeah. But, but that's it for waivers. All right. Well, that is what we got for waiver action. And so now we're going to move on into the trades that happened over this past week. And man, what a fucking wild ride this was. Yeah, just a total trades. flurry of trades. Never really expected to get a literal trade deadline. No. Along with our like physically dated, you yeah. know, trade deadline. Right. Yeah. No, this was like this was like a, a rush bigger than we've ever seen. Like teams actually trying to like bolster their team bolster their chances at making championship runs and like being very very on top of it yeah i'm really excited about it i think it's a lot of fun um and it definitely like improves like how the league functions so yeah i'm excited to break these down and and take a look at you know what people got what they didn't get yeah me too so let's let's look into the first one the one that kind of opened up the floodgates of this trade frenzy from the past couple days jackson and blake kick things off as jackson uh, got Kirk Cousins from Blake in exchange for wide receiver Terrace Marshall of the Carolina Panthers. Young guy, second year in the league. Um, he's behind DJ Moore. The Panthers are not good. But yeah. Terrace Marshall has flashed at times. Yeah, he has. Um, last year more so than this year. He was definitely like a factor um, and usable last year. Yeah. But I do like the upside um, that he provides being a young, talented, fast receiver. Um, yep. But... I think this trade was primarily about Jackson's need um, for a quarterback. It was definitely instigated by the Kyler Murray injury uh, and Jackson not really having quarterback depth behind that or whatever quarterback depth he has being not trustworthy. So, yeah, this was Jackson filling a a big need at the quarterback position moving into playoffs. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the depth is Taylor Heineke, Andy Dalton, who was picked up as a free as a waiver pick this week. Mm. Um, Zach Wilson, who doesn't go. So, I mean, that's it. Yep. So much needed quarterback uh help for Jackson and getting Kirk Cousins. So yeah, pretty pretty decent trade for both of these guys. Yeah, it's a good win now move for Jackson. I um, mean I think a decent enough upside play um for Brett moving forward. For Blake. Or, sorry, for Blake moving forward. Yep. Right. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Uh next trade, Eric, you were a part of this one. So what do you let's have you talk about this. Yeah, Jackson also involves so Jackson very clearly making the push here to try and get that chip. Making moves. Um, yeah, doing what he can. Um, so he was able to take away Dalvin Cook and A.J. Brown from my roster, um, two of my top players, really top performers this season. Um, and I was able to get Jalen Waddle and his next year's first-round pick. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is an upside future play. Um, I love Jalen Waddle. He's awesome. Yep. Um, I, I've loved A.J. Brown and, have, and Dalvin Cook ever since I've had him, but – um, it's time to get younger. Um, and I know that this next 2023 class is just loaded with, with skill position talent, lots of running backs, lots of receivers that are going to be available. Um, and I'm excited to try and take advantage of that opportunity with a couple first rounders. Yeah. A couple first rounders. I mean, you're going to have a shot at the first overall pick with the lottery, yep. uh, with you not having made playoffs. And so, I mean, this just guarantees you a second first round pick, um, to just get a whole lot more talent and a lot younger. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy enough to have three picks in the top 15. Yeah, that's incredible. So, And will help a lot for yep. the rebuild you've got going on. As for Jackson, I mean, this gives him a solid running back piece in Dalvin Cook yep. that we know is super involved in this offense. And A.J. Brown is a receiver that can just take the top off and just win you a week on his own. Yeah, and particularly, the, particularly this year, A.J. Brown has been better than he has um, throughout his relatively short career yep. so far. Um so I think I think this is a good fair trade. A couple older pieces for a couple definite younger pieces. Yep. Um, not old by any means, um, but definitely a win now for Jackson again. 
um, and a future play for me. So right. Yeah. Just for continuing sure. the rebuild trend on hey. my, on my side of things here. I mean, you are, and you're probably the first team I think that we've seen in the league like actually truly do a rebuild process to just fully embrace. Yeah. Yeah. Trading trading away like all of almost your all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year alone, and getting draft picks and just getting capital and young talent with uh, your ETN pickup, your Waddle pickup. Now, I mean, you've had. A couple guys pay off immediately. Yeah, and hopefully gonna... a couple in the future with Traylon Burks, Drake yep. London, um, John Mechie when he comes back next mm-hmm. year, hopefully. So right. um, looking forward to some of those moves here. But yeah, great future move for you and, and great win now move for Jackson with the talent that these two guys have. Yeah, very happy with this trade. Yeah, um, and the next one you were involved in, so I'll let you break it down. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, this trade was between myself and Blake. Blake being involved again in another trade. I mean. Both Jackson and Blake, very involved in, in the deadline, for totally. sure. Totally. Uh, myself, in this trade, I received Terry McLaurin and a 2024 third-round pick from Blake, and in exchange, Blake received Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles from me. Um, what this does, I mean, it swaps out receivers that are kind of in the same tier I right now. I would say now. pretty much the same level Yeah, this same, same tier right now in terms, of, in terms of rest of season value and playoff value. Terry's just a little bit ahead just because he's the— the true one on his team, whereas Devontae Smith is behind A.J. Brown. He's getting great usage and good targets Yep, uh, and really paying off for sure. But Terry's still the one, and the 2024 third round is thrown in coming to me because Devontae Smith has way more value in the future than Terry McLaurin does. He's I got mean, three years on him. Yeah, Terry has three years on, on Devontae, and uh, we're just going to see what Devontae's talent being a first-round pick and a Heisman Trophy winner uh, can truly build up to in the NFL uh, in this Eagles system. Yeah, another, I think, pretty fair trade. I don't really feel like so far any of these trades have, have yeah. been particularly one-sided. Yeah, they're pretty um, balanced. Just different needs, mm-hmm. um, which which I'm, I'm having fun seeing. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith probably not going to be used here in the playoffs. No, um, I mean, he's definitely Blake. a depth depth piece for Blake for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's definitely Terry um, going through playoffs, particularly because I think with the Eagles somewhat solidifying their one seed, they might just try and run some games out and not worry too much they about, might. about blowing some of these leads up. So, um, like, even in Week 17, they might be able to start coasting. They they could, yeah. I mean, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, I mean, this this removes my total need on the Eagles' offense to perform yeah, week in and week out. Uh, I mean, they're great. They're an incredible offense. Yeah, but, yeah, awesome. I have four pieces – had four pieces – uh, now trading one away helps me breathe a little easier. <laughs> yep, totally. Um, and the last trade here I was involved in as well. Um, the blockbuster. It, it is the big trade of the day. Um, Brett and I swapping our 2025 fifth round picks. Um, you know, primarily a joke. Um, this is real. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, this is the latest pick we can, late, literally latest from like yeah. a time standpoint because it's the fifth round pick in the 2025 draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, making a tiny bet on myself that I will be a little bit better than Brett, um, in three years. Right. Yeah. You're banking that, that you're going to have the wind up with a higher fifth round pick. Exactly. Yeah. But lower fifth, round primarily pick? a joke. Um, I saw he put it, I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Um, I'll shoot him my fifth round pick and see if he takes it and literally accepted it within seconds. Hey, you know, that's, that's what happens. Also, would it be a higher fifth round pick or a lower fifth round pick? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would say lower in value, but yeah, I'd say higher because it's higher in value. Right. Okay. Cool. 
Like it's like if you were to write down the names on a list that were drafted. The you're first you're one, gonna stop. You'd start, start at the from top the and work your way down. Yeah, gotcha. So it'd be higher, lower. Right. But I get what you're saying. So you're banking on from this... from a numerical standpoint. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But you're banking on this uh, being a. Uh, you're gonna get the 501. My 2024 season will be slightly better. Right. Than Brett's. You're gonna get the 501. The 501, and he'll get the 502. Is that what you're saying? Sure. <laughs> no. No. No? No, I want the 5.1. There oh. we go. There we go. I'm going to win. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, crazy trade deadline, a lot of moves, a lot of, I mean, fun is yeah. what this was. Yep. Potential for maybe another trade that we'll talk about next week. It is Wednesday. Yep. The trade deadline is Thursday when games begin. Yeah. Um, at, at kickoff. Yep. So get your trades in. At this point, it's too late now that you're listening to this. Yep. Um, but if you got it in and we didn't talk about it on this show, we will talk about it on the next show. That we will, for sure. And so that's what we got for the trades. And so now, Eric, it is time for the rankings. Very, very exciting stuff. This is the yep. ultimate power ranking. Like, the true one. At this point, we let playoffs decide at least the top six. The rest of us can just eat shit, I guess. I don't really know. You don't need to eat shit, but like, if you want to, no one's going to stop you, I guess. It's true. That's on you. What is is it? Is that candy where like there's the the dirt cups? Is something represent worm poop in the dirt cups? You know, with the gummy worms and the Oreos and stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dirt. I feel like something represents poop in uh, the dirt cups. Probably in that sense. Well, dirt is basically worm shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, so you, I could eat that shit and be, be happy with that. That's delightful. Yeah. Is what that is. I haven't had a dirt cup in quite some time. Dirt cups were one of those treats that were like, it was like the, it was someone's birthday in school. Mm-hmm. And so totally. they brought those in. Super yep. easy to make for yeah, the yeah, moms. Yeah. You know it. Um, but yeah, that's what the bottom four of us get to eat as a reward for not making the playoffs. Cool. Um, and here are the power rankings, the ultimate. Um, so number 10, we have Team Rennie. Number nine, Bitch Cup. Number eight, too many cooks. Number seven, hashtag trade Montgomery. And then we get into the playoff team. Mm-hmm. So nice that the top six worked out as playoff teams here. Yeah. Um, number six, Devante's Inferno. Number five, Chubb Thumping. Number four, Brees' Pieces. Number three, the Daft Punk Tribute Band. Number two goes to Copper Cup. And number one for the entire season is Prestige Worldwide. He did it. He pulled it off. He pulled off what no one thought was possible. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, crazy that he was able to pull off the one. All I mean, year. yeah, it's it's super insane to do that just because like he had a great record, right? But he's mm-hmm. not the top record in the league. Not seed one. Not seed one. But his rankings throughout the season stayed consistent enough in terms of like in terms of like whatever rankings you're using. Yeah, I mean, like, points scored, overall yeah. wins, his this year efficiency. Yep, this yeah. year ranking, dynasty ranking. Like they've just been near the top consistently. Uh, or at the top. Yep. And so that one that one in the power rankings is just kind of like stayed even keel. Yep. It's a reflection of both this year and the future. Right. Um, so congratulations. Um, those with a keen ear would note that this did not change um, from last week. All of the um, rankings are exactly the same. Right. Um, so we'll find out how the season actually ends here. But wouldn't it be crazy if the lottery also lined up with the power rankings for next year? It would be crazy. They'd be bonkers. Yeah, that'd be wild. And it's definitely possible. It is. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. You're hoping that isn't true. Yeah, I want the one one. Yeah. Right. I want Bijan Robinson. The the one oh one. Yeah, the one oh one. Right. 
That's who I want. I want Bijan Robinson. I mean, yeah, it's Bijan Robinson. That's like, who I want. Whoever whoever gets one hundred and one <laughs> is getting Bijan Robinson, and what a fucking get that's gonna. Yeah, be. Yeah, like this year the obvious one hundred and one was Brees Hall. Hall. Yeah. Next year it's Bijan Robinson. Yep, for sure. He's insane. Yeah, he's the, absolutely. The dude insane. is a monster. Um, yep. He's gonna be great wherever he goes. Hopefully, to some team that is gonna use him alone and not yes. in some sort of committee. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he he goes in the real life draft, just because running backs. Totally. Yep. Yeah. We will do the lottery sometime in the off season before mm-hmm. um, we go. But that is the power rankings. That is the ultimate power rankings. Yep. Do your best to become number one over the next few weeks here. I am trying. Do your best. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Good job. We're gonna do that in the matchup previews. Perfect. And speaking of matchup previews, it is time to look ahead into the two matchups we're going to be looking at uh, as we're, we got playoffs, and so we're going to be looking at both of the matchups that mean something. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're going to start with Jackson versus Brett, Devontae's Inferno v. Cupper Cup. So let's look into this matchup, see what we've got on tap for the first round of playoffs. Yeah, let's do it. So at the quarterback position for Jackson, we have Kirk Cousins going against Indianapolis, and for Brett, we have Joe Burrow going against Tampa Bay. Um, I like Burrow. I think he's the better player, Um, although I am concerned that he won't have the weapons that he needs to have um, to do well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he'll be a little little down for sure in terms of weapons, um, but he's not going against Cleveland, so I feel better about it. It seems Cleveland is the team he just struggles against. For which, whatever reason. For whatever they reason. They kind of have his number. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a little down. 18 completions for 239, two touchdowns, and an interception last week for only 16.5 fantasy points. I feel like he'll do better against Tampa Bay uh, because they are still making that push for the division and, and for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Burrow here. I'm going to go Burrow as well. Next up here, we have Christian McCaffrey on Brett's side going against DeAndre Swift on Jackson's side. Um, it's a pretty easy Christian McCaffrey yeah, this, for me. This is, this is Christian McCaffrey. It's insane what – the usage we're about to see Christian McCaffrey get is going to be stupid. Yeah, he just continues to get more and more of this offense as we move forward. Um, this knee injury is not really a knee injury, but just maintenance to make sure that he's still healthy. Yep. Um, and losing Debo is only going to help McCaffrey. It is, yeah. And uh, they're going up against the Seahawks. It is Thursday night football, so you know weird things happen on Thursday night. But the Seahawks are the second worst defense against running backs in terms of fantasy production. Yep. So... That's an incredible Yeah, he's going to feast this week. Yeah. Um, And we already touched on what DeAndre Swift's problems have been so far in Detroit. All right, next up here we have Dalvin Cook for Jackson um, going against Devin Singletary for Brett's team here. Uh, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook going against Indianapolis. He's just – he's got the usage, and Devin Singletary does not. Yeah, Devin Singletary the past couple weeks has just been down in terms of what the the Bills are doing with him. I mean, week 13 against the Patriots, only 44% of the snaps. He did have a touchdown, which saved that week for him. But last week, 49% and only 4.8 points. Uh, Devin Singletary is just – down they don't trust him anymore yeah they're not using him and his his fantasy production comes off of volume and he's just not getting the volume yeah they're starting to phase him out james cook picking up 41 percent of the snaps last week so um he's starting to take over that backfield they're starting to trust him and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs with him um but from this matchup standpoint it's pretty easy dalvin cook yeah yep i agree dalvin cook for sure uh, next up, wide receiver positions. Uh, Jackson with Christian Kirk as the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Dallas Cowboys. And Brett has Stephon Diggs uh, 
as the Bills, we talked about they're playing the Dolphins on that Saturday night matchup. Um, this is Stephon Diggs pretty pretty easily. Yep. Kirk has had a good season, uh, but Diggs is just Diggs. Yep, Diggs is awesome. Last time against Miami, only 10.9, so they held him in check a little bit, but uh-huh. it's Stephon Diggs. He is wide receiver four overall right now. Um, I trust him um, to be the better better player. Yeah, and the Bills are, are going to do what they can to hold on to that first overall seed that I believe they still have. Yep, currently right? in their possession. Yeah, yep. Uh, and, I mean, this is a divisional matchup, an important one against the Dolphins. Yep, so. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next up, A.J. Brown, newly acquired A.J. Brown for Jackson as the Eagles take on the Chicago Bears in Chicago. And Brett with Jamar Chase. Bengals going up against the Bucks, as we already talked about. This is a fun matchup. This is big. Yeah, not totally understanding the projections here. A.J. Brown projected 16.5 versus Jamar Chase's 15.3. Um, to me, I don't really understand. I think Jamar Chase is the better player um, and probably where I'm going to land on this. I know Tampa Bay has a decent defense, but um, they can get beat in the air. Um, yeah. And Chicago gets beat on the ground, so play, so teams don't throw against them. They're not going to need A.J. Brown this week. Yeah, and we know like the Eagles are so capable of running the ball and just doing nothing but running the ball yeah i mean what was it uh, a few weeks ago i believe yeah the green bay matchup uh and green bay's rushing defense also terrible aj brown only 10.6 points that week four catches for 46 and a touchdown the touchdown again doing its its part to elevate those stats um but i think the eagles ran for like over 300 yards in that game against the packers they're going to do the same thing against the bears yeah, Bears are one of the – they're at a bottom 10 defense for wide receivers and adjusted fantasy points, um, so they allow the 10th least. Um, and that's primarily because teams are able to run all over them. I, I'm going to take Chase here. I just think he's he's the better player. I like A.J. Brown. He's a great player. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss him now that he's not on my team. But to me, Jamar Chase, especially if there's no Higgins or Boyd in Cincinnati, just has – the most ridiculous of upsides. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase as well for those same reasons. Um, yeah, I, I think the Eagles are just going to pound the run and just stick with the run. I mean, through Hertz and Sanders and Gainwell, they're just going to keep attacking that this week uh, and should be able to coast to an easy victory, but, you know. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Next up here, we have Devontae Adams on Jackson's side going against DeAndre Hopkins on Brett's side. couple stud wide receivers. Yeah, uh, Hopkins... Uh, since coming back in week seven has only dipped below double digit fantasy points one time. And that was last week when Kyler Murray got hurt. Yeah. I am going to take Adams here solely for the reason. Um, well, maybe not solely, but primarily because Kyler Murray is not going to be going and it's going to be Colt McCoy this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that matchup or that quarterback position that slides me to Devonte Adams as well. Keep in mind for both of these receivers, they have tough matchups as the Cardinals are taking on the Denver Broncos and the Raiders are taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, we, The Patriots' defense is top tier. I mean, they're always good. <laughs> uh, Devontae Adams is like... But Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He's another level. Yeah, he is. Yeah, And it's going to be... Bill Belichick likes to shut down one weapon on the offensive side. Who's he going to pick? Is it going to be Adams or is it going to be Jacobs? We don't know. Yeah, I'm going to take Adams here. I just, I just am too worried about Colt McCoy to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, same. Uh, Yeah, Adams as well for me. Tight end position. Jackson's got George Kittle uh, as the Niners take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Brett with Dawson Knox, Buffalo and Miami, as we already talked about. 
this one's interesting because the tight end position is so crazy. Yeah, tight end is a wasteland. Um, last time against Miami, Dawson Knox only getting 4.5 points, so nothing special. Um, I like George Kittle. Um, Seattle has been a good matchup for tight ends so far. Um, they've been able to get points against Seattle um, in the middle of the field with tight ends, but yep. I'm I'm still worried that he's going to be used primarily in pass blocking because he's a good pass blocker um, with Brock Purdy at quarterback. So I'm still taking Kittle, but I don't think it's that far off. Yeah, this one's interesting. I just don't know what to think. Where does Miami rank against uh, the tight end position? I mean, I know that mm. the Seahawks are dog water. I'm not Miami, sure. Miami is also pretty bad against the tight end position. Yeah. Uh, they're right ahead of Seattle in terms of points allowed to the tight end position. Uh, Seattle allows 13.8 fantasy points per week, and the Dolphins allow 11.9 extrapolated over the whole season. The past couple weeks, the Seahawks have kind of shut down the tight end position, but mm. they've also faced uh, not great competition in the Rams and the Panthers. Uh, and then the Dolphins, the past couple weeks... 5.1 to Kittle, and then 7.6 to the Chargers with uh, Everett. Um, I think I'm going to go with Dawson Knox here, just because, like you said, Kittle Kittle's going to stay in and pass block more, and I just don't think that he's going to get the downfield ability from Brock Purdy. I mean, if he's getting the ball from Purdy, it's going to be short, get the first down, maybe like right over the middle of the field, and then sit down instead of the typical, what we like to see from George Kittle, which is catch the ball and make those those you know, break those tackles and then run the make some great runs. Yeah, yep. right. So I'm going to go Knox, but it's it's going to be close. All right. Um, next up here we have Chris Godwin um, for Jackson going against Jeff Wilson um, on Brett's side. Jeff Wilson banged up, may uh-huh. not may or may not play. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, I'm going to take Godwin for the floor. Um, he has been targeted an insane amount over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, last week being a low. Um, on the target spectrum uh, with nine the previous two weeks 13 apiece so I just I just like the volume that Godwin is getting yeah the volume for Godwin is insane and I'm gonna go with Godwin as well for that same reason I mean Brady is not throwing it like we're used to seeing Brady throw it and Evans and Brady have not had the connection Godwin and Brady has been the connection lately um, and that's I think gonna stand out against the Bengals yep I agree um, speaking of the Bengals, Evan McPherson for Jackson's side going against Justin Tucker um, on Brett's side here. Um, got to go with the GOAT, Justin Tucker. It's, it's got to be Justin Tucker. Just it's because be it's Justin Tucker. Right, exactly. I mean, He's he the had, GOAT. He had his down week uh, two weeks ago against the Broncos with four points, but besides that, he's been amazing. He's the number three kicker on the season. He's Justin Tucker. Yep, so. it's Justin Tucker. Yep. And last up here we have our defenses, Philly for Jackson going against Buffalo um, for Brett. I'm going to take Philly going against Chicago. Um, Chicago still a young team, still makes some mistakes, um, and Miami is a potent offense that is going to potentially cause problems for Buffalo. So, uh, Yeah, they should cause, cause problems. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Um, Miami hasn't looked the same caliber of offense that, we've, that we saw the first half of the season, so there is potential for Buffalo to take advantage of that. But it is a divisional matchup, and those games are always fucking weird. Um, and the Bears are not. I mean, if the Eagles shut down Justin Fields and his running, then that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Yep, that's so. pretty much end of story. So, yep, I I agree. Um, with Philly there, um, 
Let's save our picks until we go through the next matchup. Talk about the next so one. So we can see what the future matchups will be in the playoffs. All right, cool. Let me write down my pick real quick <laughs> so that I don't forget it. Just kidding. I'm not doing that. Instead, we're just going to go right on to the next matchup, which that matchup is myself, Daft Punk Tribute Band, going up against Josh's Jub Thumping, a matchup that we just saw happen. Because yeah, it just happened last week. Literally this last week. Yep. This is a rematch. Yep, sure is. Uh, spread right now in favor of me at 16, uh, 16 points pretty right on the dot yep <laughs> yep uh and so yeah let's go down this list of players for this matchup just as we did the previous one so first up quarterback position my side jalen hurts eagles taking on the bears and uh josh with geno smith and the seahawks taking on the 49ers on thursday night uh it's jalen hurts it's jalen hurts he's yeah. quarterback either one or two depending on what week you're looking at um yep. geno smith has been fantastic yes rough matchup this week mm-hmm. jalen hurts is just too good it's jalen hurts yeah it is uh running back position running back ones right now we've got josh jacobs on my side and we have nick chubb for josh as the browns take on the baltimore ravens uh in that saturday midday game that we that we touched on a little bit but uh josh jacobs running back one uh, in standard two in PPR right now, and Nick Chubb has had a very good season, running back three and six in PPR, but a uh, little down the past couple weeks. Yeah, a little scary. Like Over the last four weeks, has only eclipsed ten points, or only eclipsed eight points, really, once. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit concerning. Um, Deshaun Watson coming back has not been good for this Browns offense no. at all. No, he has not. Um, and Josh Jacobs is running hard and running like a madman. Um, I know he's going against New England, which is one of those defenses where you don't know what they're going to stop. They're going to stop something. You don't know what. Um, I think you still have to take Josh Jacobs here. I got to take Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's been awesome this year. Yeah, he's awesome. Been, he's been insane. Yeah. Um, that's but I to, don't think this one is that far off. It's not. Nick Chubb is also an incredibly talented running back. He's super good and he can pop off. He can go for three touchdowns in a week easy um i just think josh jacobs and what he's been doing so far this year is just off the charts yep agreed yeah next up miles sanders for me uh and joe mixon on josh's side of the ball uh we've talked about these matchups eagles bears and Bengals, bucks this one is uh a little bit more wild i think just because mixon came out of that concussion uh, or whatever he was dealing with. But he came back this past week not utilized as much as people were hoping he would be. P. Ryan got more work than people thought he would with Mixon being back, and that kind of ate into Mixon's production a little bit. Mixon putting up only 11.6, uh, which is still a, a decent week. 14 carries for 96 yards, but you expect a little bit more out of Mixon uh, in this offense. Definitely, yeah. And Tampa Bay has still been good against the running backs this year. Um, they're 26th overall in points allowed to running backs. Um, mm. Chicago is um, fourth, allowing yeah. 24.6 points per game to running yep. backs. Um, I like Miles Sanders here, um, and I don't say that very often. Wow. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah. You're not You're not a big Miles Sanders I guy. really don't like Miles Sanders yeah. that much. I don't think he's that good. but He's, he's been good he's, this year. He's played well this year, and he's got a primo matchup. So He does, yeah. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. The matchup is just too good uh, as the Bears' defense is so bad against the run. So bad. It's so bad. Next up here, we have Mike Evans for Luke's team um, going against T. Higgins for Josh's team. Um, T. Higgins questionable, so keep an eye on that. But um, given where it's at, um, if T. Higgins goes, I'm taking him over Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans has been very suspect over the last few weeks. 
um, just not getting the work um, that he needs. I mean, nine targets in two of the last three, but not turning in more than 10 points since week eight. Yep. So definitely a concern um, for what Mike Evans is doing in Tampa Bay right now. Um, T. Higgins, when he plays and is healthy, is a stud. Yeah, if if Higgins goes, I also take Higgins here. I mean, it's pretty easy for me to be able to like to say that Higgins is great, and this Bengals offense, when Higgins is in it, uh, loves to give him the ball. He's just such a good playmaker for them. Um, Evans has not found the end zone since Week Four, when he scored twice, uh, and it has just been a struggle for him ever since then. Uh, this is Brady Evans' connection isn't there. Yeah, it's just not there right now, and so you, would, can't, you can't bank on it. Yep, I would say Sands, Higgins, the options that really I'm seeing available are Zay Jones, who's put up a pretty good stretch of games um, here over his last four played, um, or Christian Watson, who has had a really nice stretch as well, um, being yeah. well over um, 19 in his last four games. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, a potential it. sub for T. Higgins there, I would take Christian Watson over Mike Evans as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would. I mean, Christian Watson is just game-breaking right now. Yep. It's stupid. He's, he's been doing. awesome. Yeah. Um, so either way, I think this lands on Josh's side. Yes, I do. I, I agree with that. Next up here, we have Terry McLaurin, the newly acquired for Luke's team, um, going against, uh, oh my gosh, um, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Wow. Good? My brain broke a little yeah, bit yeah. there um, <laughs> for Josh's team um, going against San Francisco. It's a tough matchup as Real always. Um, Terry going against the Giants last time they played the Giants. Um, Terry put up. They haven't played the Giants yet. They did. They played the Giants the week before their bye in week 13. He put up 21 and a half. Yep. I'm going to go Terry here. I, I just think he's pl- he's playing like a guy who's like trying to prove he's an alpha and he is an alpha um and he has a great connection with taylor heineke as well um and i've got questions about tyler lockett i mean tyler lockett's been decent this year he's in the top 10 uh, yeah he's um, he's hitting double digits every week um but i like terry uh yeah this one's this one's tough uh gene we know gino struggled against the Niners in week two when they played each other. Tyler Lockett that same week was able to put up 16.2 points. He That's had a true. very good fantasy week. Yep. Um, Terry had a great week against the Giants, and with Heineke at the helm, uh, Terry is just getting utilized a crazy amount. He's, yep. what, like 30% target share, I think, with the Commanders since Heineke has been yep. throwing the rock. His numbers have been up. His air yard percentage is just stupid off the charts. Um, I think I give the slight edge. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Terry as well. Yeah, I think it's close. It's the pass rush for San Francisco that scares me in, in away from Lockett. Yep, agree. I just don't know. I just don't know what the offense looks like with that Niners pass rush at full health. Yeah, they've gotten better too as they the years gone on. That Niners defense has gotten better and better. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'll go Terry here, though. I think it's a real, real tight one, and I yep, would not. Be I think shocked. it's tight. I would not be shocked if Lockett outperforms him. Yep, it's tight. Yeah. Next ne- up. Wide receiver three position. We've got C.D. Lamb on my side. Cowboys taking on the Jaguars. And we've got Garrett Wilson for Josh. Jets taking on the Detroit Lions in what should be a very interesting matchup uh, for teams that are on they're in the playoff hunt, both of these guys. Yep, they yeah. are. Um, I'm going to take C.D. Lamb. He's been really, really good this year. Um, pretty clearly the one in Dallas by a significant margin. Um, Garrett Wilson has definitely been good over the last few weeks, so I don't want to take that away from him. Um, but C.D. Lamb has been really good this year. Yeah, C.D. Lamb has been very good. Uh, it is easy 
at times for him to kind of get taken out of the game when the Cowboys defense is able to put away, you know, uh, the other the other team. You know, I don't know that that's necessarily possible against Jacksonville. Though. I don't this think Jacksonville is. offense has been cooking as of late. Yeah, they have. Um, been. And I think they're actually going to put up somewhat of a fight here against Dallas. Yeah. Uh, the matchup for Garrett Wilson and the Jets is juicy. The Detroit Lions it is juicy. Is like one of the worst defenses in the entire league, if not the worst defense. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Jags defense is serviceable. Uh, they shut down Tennessee's passing attack last week uh, outside of the tight end position, really. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with CD here as well. Uh, Garrett Wilson could pop off for sure, but I think CD and his upside is just a little bit too much. Yep, I agree. Tight end position. Uh, my side, we've got Tennessee's Chigazem Okonkwo. That sounds good. Is yeah. how? Yep, I, I looked it up. <laughs> I like that. He says also you could just call him Chig, so Works we'll just me. do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Josh's side, we've got Noah Fant uh, in the Seattle uh San Francisco matchup. Noah Fant last week put up a big fat goose egg. Yeah, not good. Not One great. target. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Okonkwo has been trending up and up in this Tennessee offense. I mean, he's been he's been a sleeper pick, uh, pick up for some guys. I mean, we'll see if this trend continues. He is still getting out snapped, out route ran uh, by Austin Hooper at the tight end position, but he's being very efficient with his Not out targeted, though. Not out targeted. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Chig here. I just... I don't know. I don't believe in Noah Fant, frankly. I, I, it's hard to, right? Yeah, now. it's hard to. Uh, I'm gonna go Chig as well. And I, I, if Dallas Goddard goes, this is gonna be Goddard in this position and not Chig. So yeah, yeah, yep. I agree with that. Flex position right now. We've got Isaiah Pacheco on my side, and we've got Mike Williams for Josh. Chargers taking on the Tennessee Titans. Kansas City taking on the Houston Texans. Both of these guys have incredible matchups. Yep, great matchups from their positional standpoints. Yeah. I I think the projections are wrong. I I'm think gonna, so, too. I'm going to take Mike Williams here. Ten and a half for Williams on the projection yeah, is William, stupid. Williams though. blowing up last week. Clearly, yeah. he's healthy again. Yep. Um, and that offense just works better when he's involved. Um, not to take away from Pacheco, who's put up really solid showings over the past like five weeks. He's yeah. been in double digits pretty much every week. Um, I just think Mike Williams is more upside and being healthy is enough for me to give him the edge. Yeah, it's Mike Williams for me as well here. Um, We saw, I mean, he popped off. He's fully healthy. He's back. Herbert loves throwing to him. He just gives a different dynamic to this Chargers offense. He changes everything in that offense. And the Tennessee Titans pass defense is so awful. But their run defense is awesome. Run defense is awesome, which is why Mike Williams is going to pop off. Yep, I agree. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you just look at what the Titans gave up last week. They gave up 39 points to Evan Ingram. Yeah, not good. No. Mike Williams is going to feast. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Mike Williams here. I think these projections are for sure wrong. Yep, agreed with that. At the kicker position, we got Jason Myers on Luke's team going against Nick Folk on Josh's team. Um, I'm going to take Nick Folk. He's just been really, really good. Um, and Vegas against kickers, I imagine. I haven't looked it up officially, but, yeah, middle of the road, I guess. Yep. Yep, they're they're okay. You know, uh, San Francisco is going to – I mean, they're, they're the best against kickers. They're the best against kickers because their defense keeps – They just shut you down immediately. They keep you out of field goal range is what yep. they do. Um, and that's going to uh, probably hold a fair amount true. 
Yep. Folk <laughs> is kicker five. Well. Myers is kicker four. Um, but in this case, due to matchup, I'm going to take Folk. Yeah, I take Folk here as well. Um, just, yeah, matchup. Matchup is tough. Yep. At defense, we have the Dallas defense for you, Luke, going against the San Francisco defense for Josh. Um, we have lauded this San Francisco defense all day. Yes. Um, and I'm going to stick with it. I know that Seattle offense is good. Um, I'm a little worried that the Dallas defense might struggle against the quick strike offense of Jacksonville. Yeah, the Jags are, are a real sneaky, sneaky team here. Uh, they're actually not that great of a matchup for defenses. Um, they are... Uh, they only give up on average of this season 4.3 points to opposing defenses uh, in terms of fantasy production. Yep. So, yeah, this Dallas offense, I don't know. They might be able I to mean, get to Lawrence. they're great. Yeah, they're amazing. They might be able to get to Lawrence a few times, but Lawrence also can't escape. Where they're going to struggle, Trayvon Diggs is not healthy right now. Yep. Um, and if he's not there, he hasn't had the same season he had last year, not even close. Who would? Uh, but... If he doesn't go, then I don't know what the cornerback situation looks like for Dallas overall. It's not nearly as good, and so, yeah, I'm going to give the edge to the San Francisco defense here. They can just take over a game all by themselves very easily. Yep, I'm going to take San Francisco here as well. Yeah. All right, that's what we got for the matchups. That's what we got for all four teams uh, breaking this down. So now it's time to look at... Picking a side for each of these, I mean, you know where I land on one of these matchups. Yep, so we'll take that one first. Um, Josh and Luke going up to play Blake next week. Um, you are taking yourself. Um, yes, I am. As you should and need to legally per the bylaws. Um, I'm also going to take you um, just having the running back edge and quarterback edge is a huge piece of it. Um, and then I think that tight end gap is fairly significant as well Mm -hmm. yeah i think so too um yeah i just the the ceiling on my side it feels a large large and in charge yep i agree um so i am betting on you to see blake next week and in the other matchup going on to play ermin the number one seed in our playoffs this year um congratulations ermin on that accomplishment very well earned i will pick first this time um and i am going to go with brett I'm going to go, Brett. All right, cool. I just think there's a lot of questions on Jackson's side. He did a good job fixing up some of the issues that appeared via injury and and usage and other Mm -hmm. things like that. But I just think, you know, the McCaffrey-Swift gap is enormous. Um, Diggs-Kirk is enormous. Um, Yeah, I just think those two in particular are big enough to, to bridge the gap. Yeah, yeah, I think those two for sure is going to be a lot. Um, Brett's flex position right now is giving me a little bit of worry just because Jeff Wilson, I just don't know what that's going to be looking like, even if he is healthy and does go. Um, So that's giving me a little bit of pause, but... Yeah, this is a couple teams with pretty thin benches. It is, yeah. Uh, And, I mean, yeah, we know... Jackson had to make trades to be able to field a... a Startable team. Startable team, for sure. It's a very startable team. It's a strong team. Good players. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all that being said, I think I land on Brett's side of this matchup as well. McCaffrey's going to pop off. Burrow's going to have a very good week. Uh, and, yeah, I think the the Diggs, Chase, D-Hop trifecta of receiver is going to be a lot to deal with. Yep. Yeah, I think even though I think Adams is going to do better than Hopkins, I think Chase and Diggs are going to cover that gap. Yeah, we t- I mean we talked about Kirk it. and AJ Brown. Yeah, we talked about AJ Brown and and 
if if they change up their tempo and run and like pass more frequently than we were expecting, yeah, then awesome. We could AJ totally Brown's, be wrong in that. Scenario, AJ Brown's but. gonna go, but it's looking like they should just be able to run that game, and AJ Brown probably won't have as much of involvement as you're hoping he would get. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Brett as well. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. This is going to be fun to watch unfold. Yeah, I think both of these matchups are solid. So congratulations to all of our playoff teams for making it here. Yep. Um, good luck to all of you. Um, Jackson, Josh, feel free to prove us wrong. Um, Jackson, as we always, wrong. In, As we always encourage. Um, but yeah, that's what we have for our matchup breakdown and our first round of playoffs. Yeah, and so good luck to everyone. Josh, looking forward to a, to a strong match. Don't beat me, please. Don't thump him with your chub. Please don't. Please don't. I would be so upset if I, it'd be a bummer, but it, also exciting. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what fantasy is. That's that's what it is. And if it falls that way, then it falls that way. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. We play this game to be upset by this game. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I'm always upset. Yep. It's a it's a love hate relationship, and the game never loves us. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But yeah, that is what we got for the matchup previews, uh, and that is what we got for the show. Eric, anything else you would like to add? Nah, that's it. All right, perfect. Well, with that, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good week. Good luck. Good luck.